Previously on the Adventure Zone Ethersea. Why would a security system attack us and you if this is your ship? This isn't my ship. It's my stepdad's ship. But I wasn't lying about the job. There really is a gallery out there. Y'all see that out there? That's a yum nut. You know that a yum nut is a spice that is highly coveted. Let's let's make this the first rule of Ethersea. Everybody got a knife. Zook's like, you are prying through the roots and your knife, it slips and it goes into a crack and you see a long, long figure lift itself up and you realize that it is the face of an enormous, monstrous turtle. And unfortunately... This yum nut was growing right on its back. Devo, you are seated at the cockpit and through the viewport of the dreams of Deborah, you see the face of a massive mutated turtle. He has a, a beard of tentacles hanging Aww. from his chin, uh, hollow sunken eyes uh, that seem to glow from within. And sensing some sort of disturbance, he has been awoken from his slumber craned his long, upsettingly long neck backwards to look directly at you seated in the uh, the pilot seat of the dreams of Deborah. What do you do, Devo? Uh, without taking his eyes off of the turtle, Devo reaches over to like grab the comm system and he just goes, uh, Amber and Zooks, uh, how is it going with uh, obtaining the yum nut, um, make a uh, make a sleight of hand check if you're gonna try and do this. He's moving a, uh, so slowly too. This yes, is very yes, careful. Yes. It's not a hard check. I just want to see. Oh, it is a fifteen. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's easy. You you this turtle does not move a lick. It actually blinks one eye and then the other very slowly, but it's still staring you down. Um, how is it going? I mean, I know he had all, some of the stuff loose, but I, I has it has it gotten into the ship yet? The plan was to lower the hull of the ship down onto the yum nut. Yes, uh, currently the yum nut is within the ship. It has been uh, loosened, but but Zooks has not completely finished the harvesting job uh, okay. at at the moment. Yeah, about halfway. Zooks yeah. about halfway through, and so the the very upper portion of the turtle shell would you say the top of the turtle shell uh the, the peak we're of the sitting is, on the turtle yeah is yes. coming up is it are we resting on it through the moon pool yes, yes. you are 
Yeah. Okay. We're making good progress. He's probably got halfway sawed off. Okay. You're going to have a lot of questions about what I'm about to say, but I need you to uh, hurry and be very careful because there is a giant turtle and we are sitting uh, on his shell and he is staring at me and he, ah, uh, he's big, very, very big. Please be so careful. Um, is, is this a metaphorical thing? Like we're all on the back of one big turtle and we got to learn to live in harmony sort of deal? No, this and, is a very... Like there's elephants carrying the turtle and... No, no, this is very literal. There's a very literal turtle uh, underneath us and uh, just... I'm I'm uh, right on the brink of shitting myself. So <laughs> if we could just finish up and then I guess slowly back away. Mm-hmm. Can yes? you uh, can you can you read the room a little bit and and tell what kind of mood he's in? I will try. And all the time, Zooks is still prying those roots because he never has cut them. He's been prying them loose. Um, okay, why don't you make a sleight of hand check for me? You've already succeeded at this once, so I will bear the 25. How about 22? Wowzers. Yeah, you, this, this thing is, you have loosened it, right? You have, uh, exposed the roots of this thing, uh, so, so clearly that you do not think it would be too difficult for you to s- saw through them and, and finally actually get it loose. Now, Griffin, okay. is it can can Zooks tell from where he is? Is it just growing on the turtle's back or growing, it's growing out? Well, of- it, this is it is not part of the turtle, uh, or else I imagine the turtle would have raised quite a stink about this. All right, earlier. so this, this is, is like a barnacle. Some, this is thing. just some greenery that right. has grown on the back of the turtle. Got it. Got it. Got and it. the reason, and I think all along, I've said all along, he's been prying those roots mm-hmm. loose and not cutting through them. I think because earlier when he got the feeling. You know, of, of discomfort and stuff from from just kind of touching it. Yeah, he he, he kind of got that premonition. I'll go back to the other question. Um, how how does the turtle? What's what's on the turtle's face? What's his facial I, expression? I let me look at his face, and I will. Oh my god, it. we don't have time for this. And I drop kick the yum nut. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's do an attack an attack roll. On an insight the check. Uh, okay, you've just rolled a very good insight check, Devo. And at this moment, I'm going to say the turtle just seems confused and kind of sleepy. Just like you would be, really. You just know? like I would be. Uh, Amber if Green, Griffin attack- woke up and there was a tiny inner space style ship on top of him. Okay, nine. That is not gonna. That's not gonna bust this nut. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. I think she j- get runs, jumps. Drop kicks it, falls flat on her ass. Uh, yes, you also, um, in fact, everyone in the room, make a constitution saving throw. Does that include me? No, you're fine right. in the cockpit. Oh, good. Eight. <laughs> okay. Oh, eight. Got an eight as eights. well. Whoa, eights, Whoa, eights all around. Eights, eights, eights across the board. That's especially strange, folks, because you didn't hear it, but w- Dad and I both clicked the uh, check rather than the saving throw box and I rolled an eight before and I got an eight this time and we're just supposed to get eights on this one. Yeah, yeah this, this is an eight. God, God said this one's an eight. Okay. Hey, um, wait a minute. Three eights, that's three of a kind so that should uh, give us something. That's kind. nothing. The the nut, I, I here, here's what you do get. The nut does come loose and it rolls sort of out of, away from the root pod uh, that it was uh, attached to and it rolls uh, 
sort of undignified like uh, onto the deck of the ship onto into the the cargo hold where you all are located and comes to a stop sort of against the uh, controls for the the mechanical claw. However, uh, two things happen when that when that occurs. The first thing is that the nut cracks open a little bit and a wave of raw spicy energy hits the <laughs> two of you so so bodaciously uh, that you both take two points of I guess spicy damage, yep. acid damage. No spicy damage. damages, it's, right? Yeah. It is it it is like a a like tear gas situation. It 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 hurts and sucks to be in this room right now. Your um, your membranes are on points? fire. Two, just two. Um, the other thing that happens is. Devo, yes. you see the light that was kind of in this this monster turtle's eyes start to glow very, very bright now, and it opens its mouth, and a a horrible, high-pitched screech comes out. Now, here's a weird question, Griffin. Yes? But is it possible that that screech is being done in either abyssal, celestial, or deep speech? No. Okay, because okay. I because I speak all of those. No, this if, is a tur- this is a turtle. Oh, so it's in turtle speech. It's a turtle speech. Yes, it's a turtle. It's animals don't talk. Well, this uh, is D and D. Are you under the impression that you could like learn iguana? Well, now here's the thing I would point out, <laughs> Justin. One, there are fucking turtles in D and D that talk, and two, in both Avatar and uh, Neverending Story, there are giant turtles that talk. My dude, this is a, this is not a fun sort of sagacious okay. turtle. It's I've got something. I've got something. I've well, got something. Uh, it, the action's sort of in, in Devo's court right now. Okay. Well, um, what do you? Okay. No, was your intent that you wanted to communicate with it? No, I was just trying to understand if I could. Um, okay, um, everybody, uh, hold on to something. We are going to run away. Um, before we get, like, okay, so are we disconnected from the turtle yet? Um, you are, I mean, you're not connected to it. You are just sort of landed on top of it with these, like, landing rods. But, like, I could, is, is, is water, like... What's the water situation? The like, ship are we, has these these barriers that keeps the ether seeds. Yeah, are we out. flush with the shell, or could I duck my head out to get a look? Are you flush with the shell? Are is the, the shell is filling the, the moon pool? Thank you, Dad. Yes. Uh, yes. The shell. The shell is in the moon pool a bit. Uh, okay, got it. All right. That's not could I could I interject one little thing before we run? Just yeah. just a, just a suggestion. Okay. When the yum nut was knocked over, yes, was the shell exposed? The shell of the turtle? Uh-huh. Like, did it uh, break? I mean, yeah, you can... Oh, oh, no, it didn't, like, break the shell, no. No, but um, it was exposed, right? Yeah, you can see the shell, for sure. Okay, here's the thing. Sea turtles use coral to clean things off, like algae and and weeds and seaweed and everything else. Turtles purposefully use coral right. to clean stuff off of its shell. And that's all Zooks did was clean something okay. off that shell. Oh. If it could just communicate that to the turtle, that it was doing the turtle yeah. a favor and no, not trying is. to hurt it. That would for sure make this situation, it would de-escalate it like, yeah. in a really Dad, easy way. Dad, why don't you put your hand on the giant turtle and just try to talk to it? That's what I was thinking. All right, Zooks is going to try that. 
with he's never talked to a turtle before, but he also has that mariner stuff, right? The, the knowledge of the sea. Yeah, uh, y- yes, yes. This is bonkers. I have said you two have just upset. Uh, this ship has just upset a monster turtle, and two thirds of the crew is like, "Have we tried talking to the big monster turtle?" Uh, now, to be a- fair, I said listening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> roll a uh, roll a nature check. Uh, with advantage, because this is uh, a sea creature, ostensibly. There is a 19. Pretty good. And four. I say we take the 19. I think the 19 will do. Here's what you get with the 19. This being that you are currently perched on the back of is not some known genus of sea life. There's not more than one of this thing, whatever it is that you're on. And you okay. know enough about the ocean to know that there are some beings, there are some, you know, sea creatures who have been mutated by the ether in the water uh, to a point that makes them much more volatile and in pretty much every case, much more dangerous than uh, an, an unmutated creature. That's what you. Okay. That's what you get from that. Okay, so he puts his hand on the shell and uses his contact telepathy. And again, it's not the strongest, mm-hmm. but he's going to. He, he's going to send images to the turtle of calm oceans. So just to check, am I running away or where are we at right now, Amber? Um. Yeah, I think. I mean, this this all will have had to have happened within a, a few seconds. Um, why don't you? Jeez, I really am struggling with how to. Why don't you make just a? Um, why don't you make a charisma check? That's a seventeen. Pretty good. That is pretty good for a level one. Pretty good. Not bad. And 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 it, it, I think Zooks' intent is just to clear their escape. Yeah. Sure, if sure. he calms down enough, they can get away. There's no way they're going to be able to fight this thing. Um, then here's here's what happens, Devo. It looks away from the cockpit for a second. It feels something touch it and tr- like try to communicate with it. Uh, and this this being does not have the faculties to communicate, but it definitely like knew that something just happened to it that was super weird. So it cranes its neck sort of sideways and back like trying to look at its shell. Uh, as and... soon as it looks away, Devo takes that opportunity and goes. All right. Uh, you got the uh, the ship character sheet open? I do. Okay. Uh, do a speed check for me, please. Just speed roll a d20 plus, plus four. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Dreams of Deborah is a souped up Sweet ride. Dreams of Deborah's got a, a plus six. Oh, no. That's a three plus six, a nine. Because of what just happened with Zooks trying to distract it, I will give you advantage. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that, Griffin. Okay, that's better. That's a 17 plus six, 23. Uh, as it looks away... Zooks and Amber, you see the shell just disappear from the moon pool as you also feel the ship lurch upward. Uh, and Devo, you you take the dreams of Deborah up and over this thing's craned neck and just punch it, going as as fast as you possibly can. 
Uh, and you hear this thing shriek again from behind you. Uh, and it lights up again in its face. And you see this, like, almost like a lightning storm coming out of its mouth. Just this white sort of crackling fog come out of its mouth as you manage to give it the slip uh, and you see it it start to pursue you, but it is a turtle so uh, it is not too hard to put a decent amount of distance between you and this this thing. Uh, and you escape the the turtle with a yum nut. The, car, the cargo hold is still very unpleasant to go within. Um, if you spend too much more time in there, I'm going to make you roll uh, another yum nut check. Is there anything we can use to like lash it down? Like, it, would there be something in here, like ropes or um, yeah, chains this or is, something to this, keep it from rolling about? Sure, we'll 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 say that this is just after the escape, and yeah, the yum nut is is rolling all around with these like sort of wild uh, maneuvers that Devo is attempting. But there's definitely rigging and rope and stuff in here. Uh, oh, please just, tell me we're doing the Star Trek thing where we, you know, ooh. throw ourselves to one side and then throw ourselves to the other side. I assume that's going to happen quite a bit this season. <laughs> um, if you want to lash it down and and secure the yum nut. Uh, yeah. I'm, secure I'm the nut. I'll need another constitution saving throw from you. Ten. Ten? Um, no. Go ahead and take two more points of, uh, of yum nut. Damage. I'm going to get killed by nut stink. <laughs> 11. Uh, Zooks, that is also a failure. Uh, go ahead and take two points of nut stink damage, but both of you managed to stay in here long enough to secure the yum nut. Man, um, I should have taken some healing spells, huh? The nut rolled around so much that all the nut stink came out and <laughs> killed you. Like, you wouldn't, I know I didn't need to do that. I just took, by trying to like lean in and have like, you know what I mean? Like, breathe a little believability into this world and give it some credence. I just took two nut sink damage. Yeah, I think that's sure. kind of messed up. Um, but you have managed to get free of this encounter. Um, and if you wanted to take a short rest and uh, yes. heal up, you are yes, I do. Please. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with 
reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code adventure to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an aura frame here at our house and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information's there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash Newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroimmerch.com. And now, back to the show. Hi, I'm Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. And we're the hosts of Tiny Victories. My tiny victory is that I sewed that button back on the day after it broke. We talk about that little thing that you did that's a big deal to you, but nobody else cares. Did you get that Guggenheim Genius Award? We don't want to hear from you. We want little bitty tiny victories. My tiny victory is a tattoo that I added onto this past weekend. Let's talk about it. My victory is that I'm one year cancer free, but my tiny victory is that I took all of the cushions off the couch, pounded them out, put them back, and it looks so great. So if you're like us and you want to celebrate the tiny achievements of ordinary people, listen to Tiny Victories. It's on every Monday on Maximum Fun. Okay, your voyage continues uh, after having secured the yum nut. Uh, and Is it like uh, cinnamon? Where it's like a little bit, oh, it smells so good. And if you are in a room full of like 
aerosolized cinnamon, it would be like killing you. Is that so? Uh, bath and Body Works. Yeah, it's a lot like being okay, in a Bath great. and Body Works. Uh, and you all Did have. You know, heard- there's a there's a place in a Bath and Body Works called the Eye of the Stink. And yeah. if you stand exactly in it. <laughs> We've talked about this before, but I don't know on which show. No, we haven't. I just came up with that's a new idea. That's the, a new concept. A, the best oh, part wow, is geez. if you can find that. No, it's like if you stand in the exact center of the Bath and Body Works, it doesn't smell like anything. It's the eye of the sink. But the, interesting. Then if you stand in the perfect center, like the exact center, you can read the stink lines and see the future. <laughs> yeah. is what see, I, I did one, but you did a different one. And that's fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The dreams of Deborah is leaving behind stink lines behind it, wafting red stink lines of yum nut odor. So about an hour later, uh, Guthrie taps you on the shoulder, Devo, and lets you know that that you're getting close. And sure enough, you you've been f- sort of coasting over this desolate blue plain. And as you look up, the debris above is is a bit thinner here like there's more light uh shining through in these sort of uninterrupted beams uh and then figures start to sort of break up the horizon they're just enormous pieces of debris uh there's there's huge chunks of of rock you see a couple of just like desiccated buildings a, a big stone fountain that probably was Something for a town to hang its hat on someday. Well, not well, maybe literally. This was the fountain in the center of the town that you would come and put your hat on if you needed. Yeah. To. Oh, hat fountain. I've read about that. Uh, and there's there's some some very waterlogged, enormous trees, uh, and so the the landscape has become quite cluttered because this this plane that you are uh, currently piloting this ship through has seen its fair share of debris. Uh, falling down. Sorry, is this like a city scene or is this like it's blown into the water, you know, from the storm and it's just like scattered everywhere? Like, are we looking at a sunken city? No, I mean, or... in a sense, yes, but it, the, the storm basically has shattered the land above. And so this is just chunks that have fallen and down. And just, just to say all that, like, Devo has never, literally never seen anything like this before. Like, even just you're talking about like waterlogged trees and like fountains sure. and bit like. It's it seems like stumbling into like Narnia or something, you know, where it's just like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, I think it is mind boggling. So the good ship Dreams of Deborah has left the monster turtle uh, in its wake. Oh, Dreams of Deborah, like compute, like procedurally generated. <laughs> or did we come up with it? Um, I mean, whoever named the ship came up with it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But <laughs> sorry. I was actually just saying the same thing, Justin, of like, I wonder if Griffin knew how many times he would have to say dreams of Deborah over and over again. Um, yeah. Well, you've had to say it out loud with your human it mouth It feels so even many better, times. actually, than it did when I first came up with it. And by me, I get mean, I guess Guthrie stepped at. Um, Guthrie gathers all of you in the bridge and he says, okay, we're, we're coming up real soon on, on the gallery. Um does everybody feel sort of equipped and 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 ready? Because this is this maybe the most treacherous part of the mission. So, well, I say that we did have a big turtle monster situation. Does everybody feel okay about yes, this? We had the we had the turtle fight. Yeah, uh, turtle escape. Yeah, that was it's more accurate. What exactly are we going to look for here? Looks like there's a lot of stuff. Um, there's a gallery that contains some some great masterpieces of the surface world, and uh, if we can get our hands on those, 
baby, we are gonna be afloating in it. <laughs> Money. Oh, because um, I will be floating in it. Yeah, no, we'll um, have, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to have so much money, and you guys will have it too. And I think the important thing that we all keep in mind is that all four of us are going to come away with this job with money, equal amounts of it. That's, wait, hold on. This is a weird, it is weird to say it so specifically. It felt like weird this. to say it. it like <laughs> It sounded like the kind of thing you would say if you didn't mean it. All right, let's get uh, battle station. I no, hold on. I want to make an insight check. Hold on. Uh, a fourteen total. Well, yeah, perception is seeing. Insight is like reading. Yeah, someone. reading something. So fourteen. I mean, Gut Guthrie has been nervous this entire time. Um, and now that you all are getting close to game day here, he see that that nervousness seems to have hit critical mass. He is he is actively sweating buckets. But well, I guess. I don't know, some sort of coral Seeping? goo. Yeah, he's weeping. He's weeping coral slime. Okay, so how exactly is this going to work? I mean, it, so this gallery it has, is the gallery at the bottom of the, of the sea? Yeah, the gallery has, has, this is me, Griffin, telling you to just reiterate, the gallery has, according to okay. his intel, sunk into the bottom of the sea. So this building is on the bottom of the sea. Yep. It sounds to me like, like Zooks and Guthrie are the only ones that will have access. Is that not? You guys haven't really discussed the plan, but he seems confident that you all will be able to achieve this. Uh, okay. Guthrie, as we prepare for this, um, I have a question. Does your stepfather keep, um, does, does uh, what is his name? Uh, my stepfather's name? I've said it. Yes. I definitely have said it. I definitely did say it at some point. Whenever we can't remember, whenever this game, it, it feels like it. I actually can't tell the difference between this game of Guthrie doesn't know and Griffin doesn't know. <laughs> Griffin's like, oh, did I? Did I give the dad a name? Hold on. His name. Yeah, no. His, yeah, his name's Jebra. Je Jebra? Jebra. Yeah. Jebra's his name. Does he have another boat called the Dreams of Jebra? His, his wife, my mom has a boat named Dreams of Jebra. Is that funny to you? It's my family you're talking but, about now. Um, I don't understand. I, how? Battle stage, everybody. Come on, battle stations, baby. Can we talk about, so wait, is, um, Guthrie's a Brynar? Yeah. So Brynar's got stepdads? So where we're at? Is this Justin asking or is this Ambergree asking? You know what? Sounded okay, like flashback. Justin. Flashback. <laughs> yeah. So I'm confused. Y'all have dads, stepdads, dads? Y'all have dads? I mean, yeah, we can be part of a family just as much as anybody else. And um, yeah, my mom married this real dirtbag. I'm going to need you to go ahead and tell us the truth, all right? Before we get out and start getting killed for no reason. What's going on? My hand is empty and I reach up. Just out of eyesight, and I pull it back down, and yes, there is a knife in it because there everybody's got everybody, a knife, yeah, everybody's everybody's got got a knife. knife okay. all the time. Rule um, number one. Rule, rule number one on, on this boat, everybody's got a knife. Everybody's got a knife. Why don't you make an intimidation check, Amber? Hmm, negative one. That doesn't seem right. Got to look at this character sheet before I start. <laughs> That's a twenty. That's a nat twenty minus one nineteen. He says, "Yeah." It's not my boat. It's not my boat. It's not my stepdad's boat. It's not 
It's assumedly somebody who has dreams about Deborah. It's their boat, but now we're all in it. So it's our boat. We're on a wonderful adventure on it. Who Ownership? What is that? In this society? A big storm destroyed the world. What is ownership? It's our boat. We're in it. So? So? Uh, this is you. So? Tell me everything about your stepdad. Where was he born? Has he have any big scars or anything? That's you guys. Okay, so let's start with the obvious. Yeah. This is our boat now, right? For the time being, sure is. Oh, I mean us three. Hmm? But what do you, what do you, mean, what do you mean by that? I mean that now you're a passenger bordering on stowaway. This is our boat now. Hmm? Uh... He, you got him in it. With, with a nat 20 on that intimidation roll, you have him on the, in the palm. He is, he is sliming like the dickens. And he says, or, um, yes, uh, yes, Captain. Yes, Captain. Um, I like the way that sounds. Now, honey, I need you to go ahead and sit in the chair and tie yourself up real good, okay? Because I, my trust level with you right now is kind of in the toilet. Um, can somebody do it? The knot in the back, because I don't. Yeah. Would, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he sits I'll down. Get it, I'll get it real good. <laughs> okay. He he sits down in a, a chair in the corner, uh, still within sort of sight of the of the viewport, and he starts wrapping himself up with a rope. He's like, "I'm so sorry, guys. I'm just I. I this is a great opportunity to get some great art, and um, yeah. You and, go. Hey, Clasper, go ahead yeah. and. Quiet on down, okay? Okay. Now listen to this next part real close, like. Okay. I need to know everything, everything you know about what's in there. Because we're the only people that know where you are. And if we belly, you belly. But you're going to go real slow. Imagine drying out real slow. Yes, Captain. You better pray, Guppy. Pray that we come back. And if there's anything you can tell us that might help that happen, I, I would let us know right now. Uh, just for the record, uh, Devo is scared of Amber, right? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think Zook's yeah. just gooed himself a little bit. <laughs> okay, everybody's gooing a little bit today. Amber's just coming in real hot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he says, uh, um, okay, look, uh, I'm not, I wasn't lying about some of the, um, some of the great works, uh, that, that from some of the masters, there's a, a, a few pieces of, of, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. There's a few of the, uh, Coruscant portraits. Um, and, and that's sort of the, that was the gallery, the highlight of the gallery. I never went when I was on the surface and mm-hmm. several people. Um, but if we can get our hands on those and, you know, I guess dry them up a little bit, um, then it, I'm telling you, I'm not lying. They're very valuable. Please do not hurt me with that knife. All right. Keppa, Keppa, you stay put and we'll be back real soon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Zooks, I'm assuming while Devo's piloting the ship and Amber is uh, threatening to stab Guthrie, uh, you are sort of the the one sort of keeping an eye on everything else that is happening in the bridge right now. So I want you 
to roll a uh, a sensor roll for the dreams of Deborah. That's a plus six. So just roll a d20 and add six to it for me. Certainly. Roll it good. That would be an 11 plus six. Oh, I rolled an 11 plus six, which would be 17. Um, then you notice just a second too late uh, that... Bummer. The gallery comes up over the horizon, and in front of it, you see a completely and freshly, you would assume, destroyed ship. Smaller than the Dreams of Debra, uh, just a, a sort of ho-hum-looking freighter that has been shelled and exploded uh, and parked right next to and anchored right next to the gallery is another vessel. And this vessel is even nicer than the Dreams of Deborah. It looks like it's a sort of faux wood paneled exterior with this oh, gilded pattern. It's wide like a barge. Uh, it's very, it's, oh. t- it is tasteful. Uh, it's tasteful oh. fancy. Uh, I hope it has fine Corinthian leather. What it does seem to have that's that's strange, that doesn't really match the aesthetic of the rest of the ship, is that there are these wide holes that have been bored out of the, uh, the, the port side facing you. And from those holes, you see a trio of rusty-looking cannons poking out of them. Uh, mm. And you see this ship just a moment too late, and... Uh, a chime rings on the ship's communications tone wheel, uh, and it start the 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 chiming breaks up the sound of this interrogation. Um, uh, um I, you want me to get it? Ding. Hello. Ship. How how are you? Oh, I'm great. This is what a friendly way to answer the ship phone. Well, I believe in in extending the. The hand of courtesy and friendship wherever I go. How are you? Are you on the boat with the big cannons? That we are. Just want to get out here and let y'all know Dibs. Oh, I don't know Dibs. Uh, Is this a a friend of yours? (laughs) That's great. No, we're doing Dibs. We call Dibs on this gallery. Um, And there's lots of great stuff around here, though, so y'all have fun. Digging around, and uh, boy, boy, gosh, that's a nice ship you got there. But we did want to say dib. Did want to say dibs. So uh, if um, y'all wouldn't mind turning, turning right around and uh, scooting off other direction, and uh, you never can trust you people down here in the ether sea. <laughs> well, let me talk to my friends, okay? All right, just start turning the ship around, dibs. Well, I will. I will just. <laughs> it, uh, it shuts off. I hit mute. Okay. Yeah. Team, did you hear that exchange? Yeah. Yes. I got it. Oh. It was on the speaker? Well, I guess they're going to have to come and stop us. No, I I would point out that at this point, we are not uh, pot committed. Uh, we have the big yum nut. We can use that to buy a ship. Huh? You say it is worth a lot of money. We sell the yum nut. We buy a ship. Just a point of, point of order, uh, um, a spicy nut is less valuable than a great masterpiece of antiquity. Yes, but you cannot spend money if you are dead. Well, now... <laughs> we do not have cannons. Why is this discussion? They have cannons. Oh, yeah, the, the ship has cannons. <laughs> well, Griff... 
Yeah. Tell me anything about ship to ship combat in this in this world. Um sure. I mean uh you take turns. It's a lot like sword to sword combat, but with cannons and stuff instead. Are you asking like Would you roll and add speed as your attack? Like, okay, I'm looking at this boat. Like how nasty is it? That's that's the question. Are you conning them, right? Trying to yes, figure out Yeah, I'm con let's say that I'm conning them. Um roll a let's see. Or a perception check, or an investigation check. Either one. I got a little bit better perception, so I'll go right, with Let's that. see what you got. 18. Oh, that's 18 fucking great. Um, so this ship, you can see, is a little bit beat up. Uh, it is It is well armed, you can see, but also you can also see it's only armed on the port side. So with some clever maneuvering, you can you know, find an edge in battle there. But moreover, like, it, it got bashed up in whatever sort of scuffle it got into with, you assume, this other destroyed ship uh, that is sort of nearby. Um, so it, it, you, you feel pretty confident uh, that despite appearances, this thing is not cutting quite as imposing a silhouette as, as you first thought. Would it make any I sense for Zoops make... to go kind of scout? I think that at this point we're at, like, they're watching us, right? And we are approaching, and they've said, Turn Yeah, around. and in fact, uh, it's been a while. Well, that's, it's a, yes. It's my new friends again. Do you want me to, you want to take I it, say Amber? Just... No, go ahead. But I say we make a counter proposal. Okay. Go for All it. All right, you take it. Okay. Uh, yes, hello. Hi, didn't, I'm so sorry. You all haven't started turning around yet. Just wondering if there's going to be a problem. Well, I would like to say. Yep. Uh, we have. Introduce yourself. Introduce my yourself. My name is Diva Lemaire, and we have double dibs. Oh, that's Ooh. real good. <sighs> mm-hmm. Real if good. If you do not leave, we will be forced to blow you out of the water. Oh, God. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Just hold on one second. They did. They did double dips. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's great. That's great. Are you sure that's okay? You're sure that's a thing? Okay. Triple dips. Quadruple dips. Damn it! So how is it you <laughs> Um. Be ready with dibs infinity. Okay. Okay. I'll. T all right. Fine. Why don't we split it? Why yeah. don't we split it? And then that way we don't even have to have worry about dibs. That seems reasonable. All right, come on over and park on along our side, our port side, and we'll... Um, well, yeah, well, yeah, that's perfect. We'll park on your starboard, and uh, we'll, it'll be real nice. We yeah. got some valuable cargo in here, real valuable, and we wouldn't want to get rattled. So we'll we'll be you don't have to worry about us getting clever. Keppa? Yep, that sounds equitable. And you see the just out of the corner of your eye, you see the cannons start to move around. And Guthrie says, uh they're they're aiming. They're they're, they're aiming at us. Yes, obviously they are aiming. Devo, gun it for starboard. Let's uh he does. let's roll initiative. Now, how to turn, is, is this a shared initiative or I'm what's going up? To, no, everybody's going to roll initiative, initiative. Um, 15 for me. 
18 for me. 18. Okay. Nice. So here is how ship combat works. It's time for a tutorial. Uh, at the top nice. of- I'm gonna do like I do with every tutorial and just kind of zone out. Just mash oh, I'm gonna button. just hammer the X button. Yeah, 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 yeah. Skip through all this track. <laughs> at the top of each round of ship combat, the very first thing that happens is the pilots of the two ships roll for position. Position is essentially a buff that one of the two ships will will have in combat. When your ship is in position, it is in an advantageous position. You will be able to use certain weapons that will only be able to fire when your ship is in the right position to fire them. Uh, your pilot can take on cooler maneuvers when your ship is in position that will further benefit the ship. If your ship is not in position, that's a bad thing. And the way that we rectify that is that the pilots of both ships at the top of the turn roll a speed roll. So you're going to roll plus six, which is the Dreams of Deborah's speed roll. And I will roll for this pirate barge. I got a 10 plus six, 16. Okay. Which is admittedly uh, the best I could do out of 50%. You know, it's a 50% good. Uh, that was very good. I got a 10. Uh, and so the Dreams of Deborah is in position. Uh, now, the pilots act next. The pilot that won the position roll gets to go first. Now, on the pilot's turn, Travis, a pilot uh -huh. can execute a gambit. That is a special sort of maneuver that pilots of these ships can take. Uh, and each of these gambits have different sort of benefits that they provide for the rest of the ship. Uh, some of them can only be used while in position. Some of them can be attempted whenever. Some of them are risky, and if you fail them, they could damage the ship's engines or put you in a bad position for, for the next round. Uh, so just as a few examples, you can ready fire. That can be your gambit. And once you've readied fire, you can grant advantage to a single ship attack roll this round. You can broadside. So bring the sort of stronger side of your ship around and take fire there and gain plus two AC against attacks to your ship this round. Uh, there is a, a list of actions here that you can see. Uh, and after you take a gambit, the enemy pilot will take a gambit, and then the roll, uh, the the turn will go on in the regular initiative order. So, um, so well then, baby, you know what? Right here, right out the gate, I'm gonna ready fire. Okay, we got we got position, and uh, I want to blow these fools up. So, if this, if this is a, a tough gig for the pilot, but who you, you signed up for it. I want you to describe sort of what the movement of your ship in the water looks like as you ready fire. Okay, um, so where, well, you know what? Here's what I'm picturing, Yeah. right? Because this is a submersible, right? So we would be coming up. Um, the gun, I'm going to say, is like near the front of the ship, right? That we have a, you lower down from the cockpit into the bubble, uh, and that is where uh, the cannon would be, okay. right? So uh, I think what I'm picturing is coming in and then kind of the last moment I'm pulling up so that it's just a clear shot. Just a point uh, blank. Yeah, yeah okay. direct shot at this ship. Okay. Um, that is your gambit, the enemy pilot of this barge. 
is going to... Uh, they are just going to regain ground. They are anchored right now. Uh, they they did not do particularly well on their speed roll, so they are going to try to simply do a little bit better on their next run. So you see them just rip up anchor super fast and try and move out of the way, but you guys are definitely still in position. And so we move to the top, uh, the, the next in the order, which is Zooks. Now, Dad. Yes? On your turn, while aboard a ship, you can avail yourselves of the weapons aboard that ship or the tools aboard that ship. I am not going to worry too much about like, do you have time to run down to the gun deck to get to the cannon or whatever? Uh, I will just say, if you're on the ship and you want to take an action with one of these tools or weapons, you have time to do that on your turn. Now, each weapon, you use them like you would use a, a regular attack roll in D&D. And the roll that you use for that is is the sensor roll, the plus six. Uh, that you have up here. That's for all the weapons. Now, some of the weapons you can see are positional. For instance, the Scatterburst is a close range weapon. So because there is a like designated range for it, you have to be in position in order to use it. Uh, a depth charge is positional as well. So those are usually a little bit more potent, but you can only use them when your ship is in, in the right position to use right. them. And we are in position, correct? You are in correct. position. Uh, you also have these tools down here to use, although I don't know that you have any of those that can be utilized in combat necessarily. Okay. You can also do whatever else you want, right? Like you can still play D&D. &D. Uh, you can't like yeah. cast spells ship to ship without being able to like really be in range and see where you're casting them and all that jazz. But, you know, these are not the only options available to you, but these are the weapons you have. Well, let's lean into it. Okay. Where, if you could draw me, if I was looking from above, right? Bird's eye. What's the relation of us to bad guys to treasure ship we were about to like sail over yeah. them right and they're parked at whatever the entrance to this okay gallery so they're be, right so they're close they're i i will say just to set up ship combat like spatial relations and stuff like that is not something that we sh should try to get super hung up on okay that makes sense yeah we can't that's a lot of visualization it's a lot of visualization that i don't necessarily want to get into your ship is in a good position to do shit that is that okay. is what you need to know. Ship We're ship. over it. We You're are over sailing it. over it. Right. Ah, see, this is the disadvantage. We know how to think in three dimensions. I want to drop a damn depth charge on him. Um, okay. Uh, when I named this, Language. I didn't realize that I, I don't think this is what you use depth charges for. Therefore, you drop depth charges. You drop them to measure the depth of the ocean at certain points, but I, in this case, it's a no, no, it, no, oh no, not in depth uh, charge. No, in depth not. charges you drop, and it's like dropping a bomb on something. Okay. Yeah, it's anti-submarine weapon. Okay, yeah. well, roll a. So you got it right. Yeah, and then you second guess yourself. Right. You should never second guess yourself ever. That's what I always say. Roll a d twenty plus six, Zooks. And you are trying to hit. That's the opposite of what my wife always says to me. <laughs> Your wife says, "Roll a d20." About second guess. Yeah, about second guess. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, oh, sorry. All right, so here we go. Twenty plus six. That would be a mere twelve. 
Uh, okay, unfortunately, one of the two depth charges you have aboard this ship uh, falls and uh, explodes right next to the ship. You see uh, an old ideal. sort of uh, rotted out uh, section of the gallery actually gets nuked by this. Uh, yeah. And some some crumbling stone starts to uh, blast away from the building. Hell yeah. Lick my but balls, I would Picasso. bet. <laughs> I bet on that. Other Wait, thing. hold on, Dad. I want to say that again. Okay, yeah, let I'm Justin sorry. say his thing. Lick my balls, Picasso. Great, great, great. Thank you, Juice. I'm glad we got that clean. Yeah, thanks for getting that clean. Um, I bet they're very disconcerted on that other ship, though. They have a depth charge go off right next to them. Yeah, seriously, man, these guys are just wasting depth charges. <laughs> yeah. they, they must have a million they, of them. They wasted it and destroyed priceless art. These guys give no fucks. <laughs> they must have so many depth charges, it doesn't even matter that they miss. Rotten with depth charges. Uh, Apparently, um, I don't know man. what disconcerting means. I heard one of the guys say he didn't know if it was a bomb or a testing thing. These guys, <laughs> that's how they're, wild they are about wild. Them. You can't anticipate what they're going to do next. Maybe they'll miss with a cannon. Yeah, we zig when you think we're going to zag. Can I stop? Griffin, did you think they were bombs that you exploded and then said, damn, it sounds deep? (laughs) (laughs) Took a really long time for that to go off. It took so long for that bomb to fall down (laughs) into the ground. It sounds deep. Um, Yeah, I thought that is what it was. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so, um, so that didn't even kiss him? They didn't even give him a little scratcherooski. Oh, no, a, not a with 12. a not with a twelve. That uh, oh, that man. just misses the ships, the barges AC. Next in the order is Amber. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try something a little a little simpler. I'm I'm gonna do just a a, a nice broadside cannon. Okay. Just get them. All right. Let's see what you got. Eighteen. Oh, that hits. That hits for sure. Uh, so go ahead and roll damage. Trap, can you tell me that damage one? 2d8 plus 4. 2d8 plus 4. Whoa, yeah, nice. That is a good hit. 6 plus 7, that's 13 plus 4, 17 bludgeoning damage. Yeah, they take all of that. You, uh, you blast off a good portion of the wood paneling and gold trim off of the, uh, off, off the top of this, uh, pirate barge. Uh, you see one hatch implode as as you really nail it here with this uh, broadside cannon. And they finally pull up anchor and get up off the ground. They have uh, on their port side a very, very small, what looks like a uh, flak launcher that lights up as you all uh, finally get clear of the top of it. They... Piss. They miss. They miss. They go a bit wide. You see just in front of your viewport uh, a stream of bubbles as a a little chunk of flat goes flying up in front of you. Uh, And then you you see uh, what looks like a porthole open up on the back of the, uh, the port side, I suppose, of the ship. And a blob of purple goo blops out of it and go ahead and make a speed saving throw Devo. Same is that just twenty plus six? Uh yes. Uh it's fourteen plus six a twenty. Oh yeah. You you barrel roll right out of the way of this gooey purple slime cloud. Uh and manage to uh scrape by this round of combat without taking a single hit. So 
Uh, we are Griffin. What does the the tag reload next to broadside cannon denote? Uh, that means it cannot be used two turns in a row. So this turn you Got cannot it. use the broadside do, cannon. Do we have to use an action to reload it, or is it just no? You do not have to use an itself. action. It 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 just denotes that you can't use it two two rounds in a row. You don't have to waste an action um, on it. Can I get, can I do a free action to try to raise them again? Yeah, sure. Hey, hey, claspers. Right. Hey. On. Yep. What's up? We're fighting. Have we're to... having. A, sorry, we're in the middle of a battle. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like this, though. You're not gonna make it out. We don't need to blow each other all the hell. Just back away. I think. I think we can. I think we can turn this one around. I feel good about this next round. Actually, I feel pretty good about it. We're gonna turn this thing around. Just you watch. Yeah, I don't want to sink you though. Clear eyes, full hearts, baby. Come on. God damn. All right. Never mind. Then I knock it out of the knock the microphone out of the way. What is that? I you know what I imagine the the comms like. Tell me if this is like in my head. I'm imagining like um you know how like radio and uh, 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 boxing announcers have like the microphone that, that hangs, hangs down, down from, from the, the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah, like yeah, that, that feel like it just like ready you, to rumble. Yeah, you just grab it from right. the ceiling and pull it down <laughs> to talk, and then let it go, and it flies back up out of the way. Because you wouldn't want it just right. like sticking around. But I like the idea of like a big physical microphone. Yeah, that you pull down. Uh, speed test or a uh, position roll there, Devo. We're back at the top of the round. Oh, I bet you'll beat that. That's a big two ski. <laughs> we'll see. There's only one number smaller than a two. Yep, and you did it. And you found and it. Oh my god! Guys, you found it. Damn. That's a natty one. That's a big yeah. one. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. A big fat. Uno. I cannot believe you did that. Okay. Uh, he was right. He did feel good about it. Yeah. <laughs> he was right to feel good. Good for him. He had the fates on his side. Uh, okay. It is Devo's first day driving. I just can't stress that. Yeah, I mean, it's everybody's enough. first round of combat, as evidenced by the fact that I don't think either of you used the advantage that the ready fire bonus uh, would have granted you. But in, in your defense, I also forgot about it. Uh, so what is that again? That would have granted uh, advantage to a single ship attack roll this round. And in fact, you can see this ship do a a brake slide to get its starboard side facing directly in your path as they ready fire. Uh, what gambit are you taking there, Devo? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do a daring 180 degree turn. Okay. So put an enemy in the crosshairs. So this is line up. Uh, it is not a guaranteed success. You have to roll, and if you succeed, you can use positional weapons this turn. If you fail, you forfeit your position roll next round. So uh, you are going to roll a speed saving throw, attempting to beat a 12. That's a 15 plus six. Yep, you succeed. Okay, so uh, essentially both of you are in position now. Uh, what does this look like as you line up the ship? Uh, so, you know, Devo's coming up over, we sail over, and then he uh, beefs the turn, you know right. what I mean? And so what he does is the 180 degrees is uh, vertical and not horizontal. Oh, okay. So he does 180 degrees, so now he's back on top, you know, flies in a curve upward. Are you upside down? Uh, and then flips over. Well, no, but flip over. I'm just going the other way now. Okay. Uh, all right. So basically you all are doing a uh, a, a, a drive-by pass essentially at each other. <laughs> uh, the top of the order is Zooks. Zooks, what are you doing? Well, let's... So we are in position again? You are in position, yes. 
Well, let's try the scatterburst. Uh, okay, you uh, you you man a cannon that is many small cannons sort of strapped all together, uh, and wait until it is right in your uh, your line of sight, and uh, go ahead and roll a d twenty plus six. Do we still have the ready fire? You advantage? do not. Uh, the other ship has that. That's right. Good God! How'd you three. do? Three. What? Three. A three. Oh. Plus six. Did you say? Uh, yes. That ain't gonna do That it. is, uh, unfortunately not a good enough roll. Uh, you, you fire, but I guess you're, uh, you, you mistimed it just a little bit and you see these like tiny little, uh, balls just sort of bounce off of the hull, uh, as you were just a little bit too far away from it. Uh, and we move on to Amber. Um, let's go with the... All right, let's go with the let's go with the slug launcher. Okay. Uh, I'll describe what it looks like. Yeah, Suddenly, please. this from a hole, the slithering, disgusting, slimy <laughs> slug is just bla- <laughs> just fucking blasted right out of our shit. It's gonna hurt a Will will it hit? Will this seed of destruction find purchase in their hole? Let's roll to find out. Here's the wild thing. It's consensual. The slug wants to attack their ship. <laughs> this is the thing about these nasty slugs is that they want nothing more than to be catapulted into the sides of ships. But I got a 13. No, that was 2d8. Oh, no. I haven't done my roll yet. Here it comes. This roll's an 18. Yep. That'll hit. Bet it will. 2d6 plus 4 damage. We got... Eight plus four, 12 damage. Woo! Very good. Yeah, uh, uh, more of this gold trim and wood plating just comes falling off. And now you realize that this was a pretty slapdash job putting together. And you see the sort of rust bucket now that is underneath this that is just pouring black smog into the, the ether sea water. But that black smog disguises the uh, arrival of a structure that pops out of the top of their uh, barge. It is a long looking spiral uh, that crackles with blue energy and a bolt of electricity shoots out at your ship. It's Always fun underwater. Yeah, yeah uh, and that hits the dreams of Deborah for not a whole lot. Eleven points of damage. Uh, That's all right. Yeah, the the dreams of Deborah for what it's worth has a uh, uh, hundred and twenty hull, so uh, it's it's beefy enough. So you can subtract it from the top number here. I did. Oh, okay. Uh, but another thing happens. You hear. A terrible, terrible noise. You hear, and Guthrie like wheels around in his chair uh, and taps on. Well, I guess he's all tied up, isn't he? Uh, he uses his yeah. face. No, he can't tap on. Yeah, shit. he uses his nose to like tap on like a little display next to him, and it's not lighting up. And he says, "Uh, I think we just lost the engines." Uh, and sure enough, your engines have been damaged. What that means is that anything on your ship that requires engine power, uh, which are the the tools aboard your ship, are no longer functioning. So the recall pod doesn't function anymore until you repair the engine. But more importantly, the permeable barrier is also down. And so that sound, you assume, was the sound of the cargo hold being uh, flooded with ether seawater. This is bad. It's not great. 
This is my first day out here in the Easter Sea, but I'm almost positive this is bad. The next thing that happens is those broadside cannons are going to fire at you next. That's a two, which doesn't matter, but they are going to go ahead and use that ready fire advantage to get another fucking two. Cool beans! Unhold. Well, you said their ship was ramshackle. Yeah, I guess so. One of the cannons just falls out of the hole, and you hear the comms are still on. You hear the guy go, "Ah, oh, man. Uh, and we're back at the top of the order uh, with another position roll. Roll for speed. Um, I also just, Griffin, this is another question. Um, what does my initiative roll as the pilot, does it have any effect or is it just... I mean, if there are times where if somebody boards the ship and starts fucking shit up, uh, you it. can cool, leave cool, the pilot cool. seat too. Yeah. Uh, seven plus six is 13, so I don't think I got You are not there. in position. Uh, they are basically going to whip around to ready another uh, fire of the uh, for these, these poor, impotent broadside cannons. You get the idea that this ship is kind of a one-trick pony. Uh, that is the gambit it is taking. What are you doing? Uh, so I'm going to say that Devo is at the thing, right? And then there's like just a little like blinking button. Mm-hmm. That has like a little like smiling face on it and a wrench, <laughs> and so Devo just like pushes that button, um, um, and I'm going to describe what can I say? What I think the repair sprite looks like? Sure, this is just a uh, a bonus action, so this is this does not have to be your. You could do your another action and then the bonus, right? Exactly. Well, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and do the bonus yeah, action sure, sure, now. Sure. While I'm thinking yeah, about yeah. it, uh, and a, a little like six legged thing pops out, salutes. And then, like, goes scuttling off. When you say six-legged thing, the thing. You, there's lots of things that have six legs. Is it just like a it's wrench? Just Is a... it just a wrench with six legs? <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's a little multi-tool with six legs. Okay, yeah, it's a little Leatherman that pops out and salutes yeah. you, and then scuttles. It off. just goes on its way. Uh, and after a few moments, you hear boom, and the uh, repair sprite has uh, fixed the damaged engine. It can only be used once per. Uh, once per basically mission, so uh, you cannot use the repair sprite again. But it is fixed now. What's your gambit? Um. Well, so I'm limited because a lot of these are like do while in position. Um. There's regain ground, which is like a safe option to try and win the next position roll. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm going to uh do that because we have weapons yes. that can be used out of position. True. So I am going to regain ground um, and say like we overshot, right? That's why uh, we were not in position that time and now they're behind us. Okay. And so I'm going to begin like doing a turn, you know, doing a uh, slow measured 180 to come back <laughs> a, ten- a tender 180, sure. A tender, careful, loving 180. Okay, Zooks. You're up. Things haven't been going your way so far. What are you doing? You are not. Well, first of all, let me ask you. You are not in position. The thing with the hull. Mm hmm. Is their hull not damaged? It is not. Uh, it is. It is not damaged. No, the the structure of their hull is not damaged, but the aesthetics, the paint is peeling. You've keyed their car a lot, essentially, is what you've done so far. We have not pierced the hull, though, right? Correct. Well, my luck's got to change. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. So, law of large numbers. This is another turn. I could use the broadside cannon, correct? Correct. It has been two turns. 
I want to use the broadside cannon. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and roll a d20 plus six. I'm proud of you for not giving up. Never surrender. Okay. That is a seven. I'm not proud of you anymore. Thrilling. Uh, Thrilling seven. A a narratively thrilling seven. Ah, what an arc. That is another miss, Zooks. Uh, You hear Guthrie say, you should, um, hey, Zooks. Um, Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You make sure it's pointing at him before you shoot it. Oh, again. Thank you for the constructive criticism. Uh, we move on to Amber as uh, Zooks beefs it again with a big stinker. I am really sorry. I, re- I apologize. I I hope that's Clint. No, I'm just kidding. Is that Zooks apologizing? You needn't apologize, Zooks. Yeah. Uh, how are they looking? Uh, bad. Very bad. Bad. I grab the mic. Y'all, please, <laughs> please, I don't need this. Come on, just leave. Uh, you know what? You know what? One painting. You take one. We don't know uh, art from a hole in the ground. We don't know art from fart. We'll pick up a, a painting, one of them that we grab from in there. We'll leave it on your ship. You get a little something out of it, sell it to patch yourselves up. Please don't make us buy you up. This is a... Make a persuasion check. You're being very persuasive right now. I mean, I am, but am I? (laughs) Only the numbers will tell you. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm being four. I'm a four. Oh, boy. God dang it. The cannons on their ship lower as they are about to do this pass at you, and you hear a voice say, I'm really glad that you offered that again, because uh, we are, I'll be straight with you guys, we're about to explode over here. That's a great deal. Only issue is we did already sort of ransack the place. God, fuck. No, but you listen, there's no need for us to blow each other up to get the stuff out of the other one's ship, and... This, we really can split it. Y'all come aboard. Take take what you want. We'll figure out a, a, an equitable solution to this that'll be equitable, and we'll feel equity at the end of it. But let's let's we we're, we'll 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 cease fire, and they uh, lower down into the uh, lower down to the ground and drop anchor, and uh, they are not uh, you are you are not in, or at least they are not threatening you with their cannons any longer. All right, so they're going to try to kill us and take our ship, right? We're agreed on that. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So we should blast them, right? Blast them. Get them. Blast them now while they're on the ground. Blow them up. Although, if they've already loaded up with all the treasure. Yes. This is the thing I'm saying. We could kill them and blow up the treasure. Oh, God, go over you. and kill them in person? Hey, g- good news is, Oaks, you're... Well, depth charge didn't blow up any uh, priceless artifacts, which is nice. Yeah, so three times I succeeded then, in a way, right? So I don't know if we should, uh, if we go down, let's run, let's run the numbers. We go down, we go in the ship, they kill us or we kill them. We could, I mean... One thing is we could leave and have free ship. If why not? We are already committed. Why not uh Zooks and I go on board their ship and you 
keep a big gun pointed at them. Right, but think through it, eh? <laughs> I mean, no, but this way, if they kill can... us, yeah. if they kill us, you blow up their ship. I mean, that would be a hell of a delight for me. I don't know you guys that well. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, of the plans, that, I, I mean, if y'all are cherry with it, I I guess that's fine. I'd prefer you didn't belly right before my eyes. I don't mind well, splitting. But, but this is what I'm saying. That will not happen. Because it will be, uh, so you have their threat to us, but then above that, our threat to them. Right, but you're taking kind of a murder-suicide bit. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, also, I have magic. Oh, shit! Hey, everybody! No, shh, don't, no. Hey, <laughs> no, I'm going to tell everybody. You won't believe this. This Clasper's got magic! Uh, everybody make a perception check. Uh, that's a t- natural 20 plus 3 for Fuck me. Fuck off. Oh, thank God, because I got a 6 plus 2. Uh, okay. I got a 12. Amber, you're the only one that sees this. Uh, you see that Guthrie has been wiggling quite a bit, and you see some of the ropes drop from his chair. And as you look over at him with this steely-eyed nat 20, he stops and is just kind of looking at the floor. All right. And the ropes wiggle back on. (laughs) I I retie them tighter. You see he has a knife in his hand that he was using to cut through him. Everybody's got a knife. We didn't have to go through it. He's got a knife. Our own rule played against us. I can't believe it. Y'all, I'm telling you, I've dealt with Corsairs before. If you go on that ship, they're going to kill you. Just drop that other depth charge on them. Blow them up. Do it now. I bet there's still... What about about your paintings? There's probably still some more stuff in the gallery. I bet they didn't get all of it. Just blow them up, man. I I have an idea. Let's send Guthrie over. And then if we have to blow it up, no loss. I don't... What do you think? What do you think, Guthrie? That sucks. No, you know what? No, let's do it. I'll do it. If that's a way I can be useful to you all and also not be tied to this chair anymore, if I can just hit up the uh the head on my way out. No. Uh does he have to does he mean the pisser or does he mean like the thing that's gonna let him like uh get himself wet? <laughs> is that is that their version of using the bathroom? It is being sprayed down with an ether shower, yeah. I am going to go over with Guthrie. I am going to go over too. I do not trust Guthrie. Uh, all he has to do is go over there and say, hey, uh, shoot them, and now I'm on your team. Because about 10 minutes ago, you were threatening him. Huh? And so right now, uh, he has no reason to help us. And if he can go over there and say, hey, uh, they are going to kill you. You have to kill them first, and then you keep all the treasure or whatever then we are fucked. Fine. Fine. That's fine. That's that's fine. So, just to make sure I understand the plan, you, uh, Devo, are going to go over to the other ship with Guthrie while Amber and Zooks kick it here? And keep weapons trained. And keep weapons trained on the enemy ship. Okay. Uh, All right. You see a ring of light appear over a hatch uh, on on their vessel. Uh, and that is the sort of like uh, de facto docking sort of invitation. Um, and your your ship extends its own sort of accordion bridge 
that uh, locks into it. And uh, have you untied Guthrie and allowed him to to go to the to the? Yeah, he's. Yeah. I, I'm. I feel pretty confident. Okay. Uh, and Diva, are you like? How are you treating Guthrie? Are you keeping Guthrie's going first? Okay. Oh, uh, for damn sure. Okay. Uh, then the uh, the hatch into this accordion bridge uh, opens up on your ship, and you see it open up on the other ship too. And beyond that doorway, you see a big barrel-chested dude wearing a a dirty sort of admiral's coat that has seen better days. Uh, and he has a, a bandolier with some pouches on it uh, ar- around that that chest. Uh, and he flashes a huge grin as uh, he sees the two of you and he waves. He says, ah, oh, nice to put a name to a face. Come on, welcome aboard. And what is your name? Uh, I'm Emery. What's yours? Devo? My name you said is Devo Lemayne, I remember that. And this- Devo, Yeah, yes. and this, this, this dude- this is Guthrie. Hey, what's up? Come on aboard. Y'all thirsty? No, we are not going any further. I would like you to bring uh, the paintings to us. Uh, Guthrie, you will tell me if the paintings are good. And then we will go back to our ship and we will leave and most likely never see each other again. I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of paintings. We got like 20 paintings in here. And they're a bunch of different sizes. Some of them are pretty heavy. It took us all day to load them all up on the ship. You want me to just bring them all up here to the bridge? This is correct. Just come on. Right now, my friends have the guns pointed at the ship. Um, And I say friends, but we have only just met. And at this point, you pose as a threat and as a uh, you are stopping us from getting what we want. And so at this point, they are just as likely to shoot you out of frustration as they are out of feeling attacked. So we are going to move quickly before my friends get itchy. All right, all right, all right. I'll tell you what. He uh, reaches behind his back and pulls out a katana, which is weird, and like sets it down on the ground away from him. He kicks it away. He says, come on, come on out, Beck. And uh, you you see this little girl wearing these thick glasses. Uh, She walks out and she's holding two daggers. She looks really disappointed. She says, really? Come on. He says, yep, throw them off. And she drops her daggers and stands back. He's like, I'll be straight with you. I was going to have Beck there stab y'all once he came on board. But let's let's just, (laughs) I'm not not kidding. It's in the cargo hold. Y'all go in there. We're not going to cause any trouble. We just, just leave some of it for us. And you blew up our ship so much. It's going to take, a lot of the a lot of our earnings to fix that up. So we genuinely we don't want any more trouble. Now see, this is where this comes into it is uh Devo is not always great at reading situations, yeah. but as far as like strategy and like what you could learn from a book goes, yeah. he knows that. So make an insight, make I am an insight not going... if you want. Okay. That's a seventeen plus four. This dude knows he's beat. There is a latent deception in his voice uh, that just sort of goes along with the territory, uh, but but he sounds genuinely defeated. Okay. Um, I would like you to go into the cargo hold with us so that you can show us where these things are. Okay. Uh, you, you walk aboard his ship with Guthrie, and you, you hear a sound from above you as soon as you go on, and it sounds like... 
And Emery says, oh, no, 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 uh, we're good. We're it's no, no trap required. And you look up and you see an octopus stuck to the ceiling and he's holding two knives. And he, <laughs> he looks very disappointed and just kind of slops down the wall uh, <laughs> and kind of shrugs his shoulders. And Emery says, um, which, which one of y'all knows more about art? Uh, Guthrie says, I mean, I, do, I, 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 I know quite a bit about art. I mean, enough to know what's valuable. Uh, and Emery says, all right, Beck, Skittles, you keep an eye on our guest here. Me and the Brian R. will go look in the cargo hold. I'll carry out whatever he figures is the most valuable stuff you got, and then we'll go our separate ways. Does that sound fair? Yes. Okay. This sounds fair to me. Uh, Guthrie and uh, Emery uh, pass through a hatch that they close behind them. Uh, and some time passes. Now you're just sort of standing in the bridge of this ship with uh, with this girl, Beck, and this uh, knife-wielding octopus who is sort of looking at you. He's kind of like swaggering back and forth with his knives like he wants you to start something. In fact, he kind of like moves his head forward a few times like, uh, do you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? This is, uh, you are Beck, yes? And this is Skittles? Yeah, just ignore him. He's... He's a good, he, he he's actually pretty sweet. He's the chef. Um, Devo is going to pull out his pan flute uh, and start playing a little song. Okay, tell me what that sounds like. Do it with your mouth now. Uh, a pan flute? Yeah, just do a sound of what it sounds like. Do the song. It sounds like whistling. Well, why? What are you supposed to? I'm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I can't make a pan flute sound. <laughs> pan flute sound. Uh, that's a beautiful track. Um, thank you. And uh, just does a little, a uh, little haunting sea melody. Oh, the oct- this octopus closes his eyes, and it's just. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I was going for. I was just trying to get. And he him. shakes his head. No, I couldn't possibly. Oh, but it is good though. Oh, but it is good, though. He is starting to sway to it. She's like, oh, what are you doing to him? Uh, I am just playing music. I was not attempting to do anything. Oh, this is a very peaceful scene. I've, I've, I feel like I could just hit the hay right now. I don't know anything about you, dude, but you, you're okay in my book. Thank you very much, Beck. You see the octopus go in the corner and... When he comes back, he's holding an acoustic guitar, like he wants to have a little jam session with you. Oh, yes, this is nice. Yes, you play, and I will play, and this will be very pleasant. Uh, And he lifts up a tentacle to strum a chord, and just as he does, you hear an explosion coming from deeper in the ship. Well, now, this is no good. And... Beck draws her knives again. She has a second pair of knives that she had concealed from you. She said, what are you doing? What is this? What are you getting at? I did not make it explode. How could I have made this explode? Well, we didn't make, we certainly didn't make it explode. And the hatch that you walked through opens up and you see Guthrie standing there and some of his coral like sticking out of his head is actively on fire right now and the scene behind him is is one of just absolute devastation and he says um i think we might have a problem and he collapses to the ground 
as he does that, Zooks and Amber, you all aboard the bridge see the tail end of this ship just vanish in a a huge explosion. Uh, it It is gone. And in fact, it rocks your ship. The accordion bridge manages to stay tethered uh, to to their vessel, but the back half of of this barge is is absolutely it has been completely wiped from the face of the earth. Uh, what do you all do? Uh, Zooks heads for the moon pool. Uh, Zooks, you go running into the cargo hold, uh, and the moon pool is open The with the engines fixed. These uh, permeable barriers are on. Uh, there, is a, there is a just sort of red just stream of, of kind of viscous fluid coming out of the yum nut. Uh, since the the barrier went down and this room was was filled with water and it is flowing out of the moon pool uh, and as you hop into the water you see it's just sort of uh, leaving a trail of of like red uh, material yum blood that is, you can say it, yum it's blood. yum blood that is uh, floating around the ship as you hop out of it. Uh, so there's no manual way to close the moon pool? I mean, there is, yeah, but not if you're going out of it. Okay, well, can't be helped. Yep. He dives into the water and and makes and starts swimming as fast as he can towards the pirate ship. Okay, make uh, make an investigation check for me. Oh, good, another one did. That oh. is a nat Ooh. fucking 20. Unbelievable. That is a good, good roll. Feast Jesus or famine. Christ. Yeah, right. No kidding. Man alive. Okay. Okay, with a nat 20. I incited the shit out of it. Yeah, that, you in, well, you investigated the shit out of it. What what you get with that? Uh, it's because he's in the water now, baby. That's his home. Yeah. You know what I mean? The cargo hold of this ship has exploded in a way that seems intentional. It doesn't seem like you. In fact, you recognize that it is the cargo hold of this thing that exploded, not the engine room, which is where you would assume like a uh, a, a whoopsie explosion would take place aboard a yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, scattered all over the ground are scraps of paper that have been burned beyond recognition. Uh, they have been completely immolated in this explosion. Um, but with a nat twenty, you grab. A, a painting that is just that just falls right at your feet, uh, and half of it has been destroyed, uh, but you can see the other half of it is is effectively pristine. And you don't know much about art, Zooks. You are from, but I know what I like. But you, <laughs> but you do see a signature at the bottom corner of it that is the signature of Sable Corasol, one of the great masters of art from antiquity. And you grab this painting and look up and see that you see the charred remains of a large barrel-chested man also floating by. Oh, man. Amber. I was was just starting to like that guy. Amber, from aboard the bridge, you see Zooks claim this charred portion of painting. You also see in the distance this red fluid leaking out of the cargo bay of your ship. And in the distance, you see 
one of those huge boulders that had fallen from the halocline above uh, explode. And then you see a tower that had fallen through the halocline topple over. And then you see some of those trees just get knocked up in the air like they were matchsticks. And following this trail of red yumnut odor, you see the giant monster turtle who is swimming toward both of your ships with terrifying speed and intent. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.